Welcome to The Shepherd's Voice, a podcast of Catholic Covenant Presbyterian Church here in Percival, Virginia. My name is Ben Franks, and I'm here with Pastor Charles Biggs, pastor of our church here. Um, we've got a question this morning um, as we've wrapped up looking at particularly the Ten Commandments as the law um, as we're working our way through the book of Exodus. This is a, an area where uh, at one level it's a very familiar part of the Bible, at another level, it's a part of the Bible that a lot of Christians don't quite know what to do with because there's kind of this idea that, well, that's that's Old Testament, that's Old Covenant, that's law. We're under New Testament, New Covenant, grace. So how do we fit all this together? And so the, the question this morning for you to maybe help us think through is uh, what are some of the areas that maybe we as modern American evangelicals are most likely to misunderstand or misinterpret God's law, and how can we get a, a better biblical understanding of how to approach and appropriate uh, these parts of God's word? All right. Yeah, very good. Well, I think on the one hand, um, our hearts are prone with regard to the law to turn it into a kind of legalistic way to God, and we know that's wrong um, on the one hand. That's, uh, that's, that's inconsistent and contrary to the gracious, merciful revelation of true God, especially particularly in Exodus. I think the other hand, we have um, a way of, 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 of making some sort of separation between the old and the new, and uh, there, and therefore dis, uh, disregarding uh, the law, thinking it's no longer for us, um, as, you, as you point out. So I think, I think we have to be careful of our hearts toward any kind of legalism or works righteousness. On the other, we have to be careful for a kind of disregarding the law or uh, what's known as antinomianism, um, a kind of thinking that the, the law was for Israel only and not for us today. And so, but having said that, I think when you just uh, view the law, let's start with the Ten Commandments, which is uh, the ten words are what God gives to as a summary form of his revelation of law to Israel. Again, it's be, it begins with his address to Israel as the God who has brought them out of slavery. So it is a, a gracious uh, initiation, or it's a gracious revelation. It's a revelation in the context of God having redeemed a people for himself to teach them in reliance upon his grace how to live. Um, already, before the giving of the law, you have the Passover lamb that was to begin to teach the people of God about uh, the, the lamb in the place of sinners. It was to teach to some degree uh, the truths of a substitutionary sacrifice. So on that one side of the revelation of the law, you have blood uh, that is um, a, a reminder of God's grace, uh, the life in one's place, though they deserve death for breaking the law, etc. Then in chapter 24, you have blood when the people agree to keep the law in reliance upon grace, um, they're to keep that law and there's blood that's shed. And then throughout the building of the tabernacle, there's the emphasis on blood that's being shed in the Holy of Holies uh, on the mercy seat or at the throne where God sits um, enthroned over his people. And so it's just to emphasize that there's grace at the beginning of the law uh, and throughout, um, throughout Exodus, really. Um, as we talked about in our, our last podcast. Um, but what I would say with looking at the law, we want to see it as God's teaching them, uh, one, about himself. He's teaching Israel that he is holy, 
um, that he is the Holy One, the pure one, and that uh, these laws are for them in his presence uh, to live in a way that loves him from the heart and loves neighbor. And that's why in commandments one through four, you have primarily how uh, Israel, how we are to love God in the second half, the um, commandments five through 10, you have how uh, we're to love one another. And so love really is at the center as our Lord Jesus makes clear in Matthew 22, 37 to 40, that when he's asked, what are the greatest commandments? And he says, well, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and your neighbor as yourself, that, that this is the sum. Um, this is the heart of, if you will, the law and the prophets. And so love is at the center, um, a love that God has shown toward his people and a love that his people reciprocate and, and love, love him back through his through worship and through uh, specific ways of, of, of love uh, to one another. And so I think when we think about the progress of redemption, it's just that word progress that we want to think about, that though Jesus comes in the fullness of time, as that um, law is progressively revealed throughout the Old Testament, eventually Jesus himself comes, the Son of God comes, united to our, our, our humanity permanently as the God-man. When he teaches the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5.17, he says that I have not come to abolish the law and the prophets. I've come to fulfill them. And so I think it's most important for us moderns to think about we're thinking about the law to think about that heart of love uh, that that is is only possible through grace, through the grace of God, by his spirit. And to remember that these laws are still the way to show love for God and one another, that the promise is fulfilled, but it's not abrogated. Jesus is very clear on that. And then he says, if you take one of the least of these commandments, now you think about it for a second, then. What would you think the modern person today would say would, would be one of the least of the Ten Commandments, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think about the, the Fourth Commandment as one that yeah. is often even in the church, just functionally ignored or dismissed by saying, well, that's the Old Testament. I think so. I think so. And, and Jesus says if, if one teaches uh, and undermines even the least of the commandments, he will be called least in the kingdom. But one who teaches the commandments and teaches others to do the same, that's just discipleship 101. It's most important. So Jesus sees himself as the one ultimately who has perfectly loved God and his neighbor in our place. And that's the grace. But by his spirit poured out on us, he has written the law in our hearts. It's not just written on tablets of stone. And because it's written on our hearts, the Holy Spirit lives in us and causes us to thrive and, and love and desire uh, to live the law. To say with David and the psalmist. Uh, in Psalm 119, oh, how I delight in your law, how I love your law. It's my meditation day and night. Or Psalm 1, that blessed is the man who meditates on the law day and night, that uh, he is a thriving, flourishing, uh, blessed, happy person in Christ, uh, that nothing, no circumstances can cause uh, his uh, fruitfulness to wither, uh, can cause, can prevent his thriving. He's like a tree planted next to the water, always being saturated at the root by God's grace. Being saturated at the root by God's grace means that we want to love God and keep his commandments in Christ. Never uh, for any kind of just mere moral behavior, uh, though outward moral behavior is better than outward evil behavior. Moral behavior does merit nothing with God. We must keep that in mind. So legalism is not an option. It was a problem with the Pharisees. 
They, they, Jesus said that the, the problem with you is not in your behavior. The problem is you in your heart. And you need you, 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 you don't love God and your neighbor as yourself. You don't desire to do the law. You just want to try to be approved by God and men. And so that legalism is wrong. The antinomianism is wrong. And that's something we need to truly from the heart repent of, uh, that we would go back and begin to pray the law, begin to meditate upon the law, uh, begin to seek to keep the law um, and its commandments. I'm always reminded in Deuteronomy 10, 12 through 13, um, how Moses has given a summary for all believers. And it, it, and it says that, that you would fear the Lord your God. You would walk in all his ways. You would love him. You would serve him with everything in you, and you'd keep his commandments for his glory and your good. That's Deuteronomy 10, 12, and 13. That still is a summary today. If that was the way of blessedness in the old, then I'm going to use the argument that our Lord Jesus uses and Hebrews, the author of Hebrews uses, in saying if that was the way to happiness in the old, how much more is it the happiness uh, to live in Christ today? And so I think when we think of the progress of redemption, we think of this very important um, revelation that's uh, more and more revealed until the time of uh, fulfillment. The Old Testament being a time of, of promise, of course, there's going to be different um, administrations of the law. But in the time of fulfillment, in, the, in which we live uh, since uh, the coming of Jesus Christ, the resurrection, Pentecost, etc., um, there is that still uh, essential sameness. Uh, God is the same. He never changes. Uh, the, the mediator uh, is, is greater and, and yet still the same in the sense that he was typologically revealed. And the spirit, the presence of God is the same, especially except now he's in us and not just with us. And so in all of those ways, the law should be um, uh, loved, uh, appreciated. And um, yeah, those are thoughts that come to my mind. Very helpful. Thank you so much. Well, if you'd like to learn more about this and many other topics, you can go to our website. You'll find lots of good resources there. And of course, we encourage you to subscribe so that you can join us uh, next time on our next episode of The Shepherd's Voice.